Hello, before we get started on this week's episode, I have a little request. If you're enjoying Deep Dive, then please share it with someone you think might like it, or give us a rating or review on whichever podcast platform you're listening on. On with the episode. Hello and welcome to Deep Dive, a podcast looking beneath the surface of Japan. I'm Oscar Boyd. This week, we try and unpick one of the biggest stories of the past few months, the arrest and detainment of Carlos Ghosn, former CEO of car manufacturers Nissan and Renault. At the heart of his arrest are two allegations, underreporting his income and aggravated breach of trust. Both are crimes with heavy prison sentences and fines attached. The case has put Japan's legal system in the international spotlight as Gon has been re-arrested multiple times since his initial detainment in November 2018. On Monday, he was once again indicted on charges of misappropriating Nissan's company money for personal use, an accusation described by legal experts as the most serious brought against him so far. Critics of the system are calling it hostage justice, while others maintain it's Japan acting as usual. Joining me today to discuss the case is Satoshi Sugiyama, a member of the Japan Times' business team. Satoshi, thank you very much for joining me. It's nice to be here. Perhaps you could start by telling me, give us a little bit of context, who is Carlos Ghosn? Right, so Carlos Ghosn is this gentleman who was born on March 9, 1954, so he's 65 years old. Uh, He was born in Brazil, grew up in Lebanon, and went to university in France. Out of university, he joined Michelin, moved to Renault and Nissan, and proved himself incredibly successful at each company. At the height of his career, he was the only CEO to run two global Fortune 500 companies, Nissan and Renault, simultaneously. His downfall from the glory as a charismatic, competent leader, uh, who is credited for saving both companies when they were on the verge of bankruptcy, it had sent a shockwave around the world, and it raised questions over Nissan's corporate governance and Japan's legal system. So how did he get his start in the car world? So he worked at a Michelin, the tire company, for 18 years, and this is where he earned the nickname Lacoste Cutter. And he joined Renault uh, in 1996 as executive vice president, and he contributed to overhauling a struggling company. In 1999, uh, Renault bought a large stake in Nissan, which was on the verge of bankruptcy again. And Gon, having done such a good job at Renault, he was dispatched to Japan to save Nissan, and he assumed the role of director and COO. So what did he do once he uh, arrived at Nissan? Well, he really pushed this aggressive restructuring plan known as the Nissan Revival Plan. He closed domestic factories and slashed roughly 20,000 jobs out of 150,000 workers. So he maintained his reputation as Le Coscata. Uh, rightfully so. Um, despite pushbacks, uh, the Japanese automaker's performance significantly improved. And eventually, Nissan created 15 more factories worldwide, and its employees doubled to 245,000. And car sales increased to the point where Nissan moved up to the fourth largest to second largest manufacturer in Japan. He became president of Nissan in June 2000 and CEO in June 2001. His career skyrocketed from there. He became incredibly popular in Japan as a celebrity CEO. Uh, He was seen as this really turnaround figure. And he became Japan's best paid executive. And then on November 19, 2018, it all came crashing down. 
Welcome back. Breaking news. Um, in the past few minutes, Nissan has revealed that its chairman has been arrested. Dernier, très exactement, jour de son incarceration au Japon. Carlos being arrested at an airport. What happened? Right, so on November 19, 2018, or shortly around 5.15 p.m., an uh, Asahi newspaper uh, published a scoop that Gong had been arrested. Uh, he had just arrived at Tokyo's Haneda Airport in his private jet. Um, prosecutors had been waiting for him at the airport. Uh, when he touched down, um, they boarded a plane and arrested him. And what was the reason given for that initial arrest? Well, Nissan said at the time, uh, based on a whistleblower report, the company has been conducting an internal investigation uh, over the past several months uh, regarding misconduct uh, involving the companies Gong and Greg Kelly. Who's Greg Kelly? He is this American executive in Nissan who is known to be very close associate to Carlos Gong. So the two were operating together, allegedly. Um, what form did the misconduct take? Right, the duo, um, according to Nissan, uh, the duo have been reporting compensation amounts in the Tokyo Stock Exchange security reports that were far less than uh, the actual amounts, uh, reducing the disclosed amounts of Gon's compensation. And how did they actually do this? So essentially, Gon was disclosing one salary above board, uh, but prosecutors allege uh, he was creating a separate pot that he would receive after he stepped down. Doing this, he is supposed to have underreported his compensation by approximately 9.1 billion yen over the course of eight years. Gong claims that he would be receiving the compensation after he retired. Uh, media reports, however, say that the law states that one has to report the compensation figure once it is determined, even if receiving the money will take place in the future. The focus is whether the payment has been finalized at that time. Carlos Ghosn was arrested in November, November 19th. What happened next? So on November 22nd, 2018, Nissan board uh, removed Ghosn as chairman. Uh, at the same time, Ghosn had titles at other automakers, including Mitsubishi and Leno. Uh, Nissan Leno and Mitsubishi have an alliance, so those automakers quickly removed Ghosn's titles at each other's companies. So as for Gong, he was indicted and then taken to the Tokyo Detention House, where he remained in detention for 108 days. And what do people believe Gong's motivations were for underreporting his income, if in fact this is what he's done? Well, he felt he was underpaid and perhaps maybe underappreciated in some sense, um, especially when comparing himself to CEO outside of Japan and his success at the company. Remember, um, Gon transformed the struggling Japanese automaker. And what has Carlos Gon said in response to the charges laid against him? Well, the main point is that he maintains his innocence. The first message is I'm innocent. It's not new. You have heard it from me in January. I repeat it today. I'm innocent of all the charges that have been brought against me. 
initially, there was hope for his release on December 21st,、uh, but prosecutors rearrested him on the charge of aggravated breach of trust. Eventually, on March 6, Gong was released on bail.、Uh, he paid 1 billion yen, which is roughly about 10 million dollars. On that day, March 6th,、uh, we had this really interesting live TV footage which showed Gone. He was dressed in a dark blue uniform. He had a light blue baseball cap and a Japanese face mask on. He was being escorted out of the Tokyo detention house by several officials. Kind of looked like a traffic warden, which is slightly ironic for a former car CEO. But once he w- left the Tokyo detention house, where did he go next? Once he was released, he was taken to an undisclosed location in Tokyo and had strict bail conditions. But、uh, on April 4th, about a month later,、um, Tokyo prosecutors raided his home around 6 in the morning and subsequently rearrested him for the fourth time. Through his lawyers, Gone released a statement saying the arrest was outrageous and arbitrary. He said, Why arrest me except to try and break me? I will not be broken. Well, this took place a day after he announced on Twitter that he is, and I quote, getting ready to tell the truth about what's happening, unquote. Well, instead of seeing him hold a public press conference,、uh, what we get is this video of Gon sitting against a white backdrop,、uh, reiterating that he is innocent. If you are listening to me through this video today, it means that. I was not able to make the press conference that. Yeah, it's quite a strange looking video, almost like he's been taken hostage or something. Right.、Uh, the video was made in anticipation that、uh, if you are not able to hold a news conference. Is this common to be rearrested once you're out on bail? Well, I talked to several legal experts, and they all told me that arresting someone who's been released on bail. Uh, deemed the person doesn't pose a flight risk,、uh, no risks of tampering with evidence, is highly unusual, even in Japan. As you said, this is his fourth time being arrested.、Uh, how did prosecutors justify this fourth arrest? Well, the prosecutors alleged that、uh, Gong misappropriated Nissan subsidiary's payments, about 1.7 billion yen, to a distributor in Oman. And they allege that some of the money, about roughly 560 million yen, and had been siphoned off to a Lebanese investment firm he effectively owns for his own personal use. And these are new charges laid against him. Exactly. And Japanese newspaper reported、uh, that the, some of the money that flowed to The Lebanese investment firm、uh, was eventually sent to a firm headed by his wife in British Virgin Islands, as well as a firm established by his son in the United States. So, at this point, it's not just、uh, underreporting income, it looks like straight embezzlement. Exactly. And that is the most serious charges that's being brought against him so far. Up until he was released on bail, Gone had been detained for 108 days.、Uh, he was briefly released and then rearrested, as we've seen.、Um, it's a white collar crime, so it's not like he's a safety risk to the public. How is it that prosecutors are able to hold him so long and deny him bail? Right, so in Japan, after one is arrested, the prosecutors have up to 48 hours to decide whether to detain a person. What do they do once they decide they do want to? Detain someone? Well, after the 48 hours, the prosecutors can apply to the court to detain them for another 10 days. 
for continued questioning, and then another ten days after that, for a total of twenty-two days. So on December twentieth, uh, remember the Tokyo court denied a request by prosecutors for an extension. That raised the hope that Gong would be released on bail on that day. So that's December twentieth. How come he stays in prison after that? Well, the prosecutors on the twenty-first, the day after,、uh, they filed another charge and aggravated breach of trust. Um, essentially, winding back the clock and giving prosecutors another twenty-two days to question him. After being indicted,、uh, defense can submit a request to bail to the court. But if the suspect is not pleading guilty,、uh, the court would unlikely grant bail due to the risk of destroying evidence. At least that's what the prosecutors going to make case for. Critics say that the prosecutors are essentially cozying up to the judges and using this to keep going in detention, so they can just keep questioning him. Exactly, but eventually Gain was released on bail. He was allowed out on March the sixth and had almost a month of not freedom, but you know he wasn't in detention anymore. How are prosecutors defending this fourth arrest? Well, the prosecutors defended the arrest,、uh, saying that Gain may attempt to destroy evidence regarding the latest charge while he's out of bail.、Uh, his defense team, however, was outraged by the move. Uh, they were saying that he could have been indicted supplementary. And what does this mean? Well, the defense team says that he really didn't have to be detained again. Then,、uh, while、well, the prosecutors raided Gong's house and confiscated document,、uh, Gong was preparing for his trial. His lawyer says,、um, and then they described the action as quote violation of defense rights. And this has been deemed evidence of Japan's hostage justice system, right? And this came up for a variety of reasons.、Uh, one of them is、uh, suspects are not allowed to have lawyers present during interrogation, and in Japan there is astonishing ninety nine point nine percent conviction rate once、uh, suspects go to trial, and it's not be it's not easy to be released on bail if a suspect is pleading not guilty. Uh, critics say that that would create an environment to make false confession. So the justice system at the moment means that prosecutors can effectively drag the same person over and over again for extended periods of time back into the questioning room. And what you're saying is, it's this environment where defendants don't really have legal recourse to defend themselves, and the possibility this could go on forever that makes people potentially give false confessions. That's right. How is this different from the legal system in the U.S., for example? Well, in the United States,、uh, suspect、uh, when they are being questioned, they are entitled to have lawyers present.、Um, in Japan, it's not the case. But the way Carlos Ghosn is being treated, that's considered completely usual within the Japanese legal system as it stands. Exactly.、Uh, the, this one lawyer that I talked to,、um, that he says that the prosecutors are just doing their jobs and they are just following the protocol. Why has the case of Carlos Ghosn attracted so much media attention? I think there are four main points to that question. First, that. Carlos Ghosn transformed the struggling automaker, and he is credited for saving Nissan again, which was on the brink of bankruptcy. And Ghosn's charisma and charm as a non-Japanese leading the Japanese company,、uh, Ghosn's leadership and 
he was the only CEO to run two global Fortune 500 companies simultaneously. And the second would be that Nissan as the company and its spectacular failure of corporate governance, raising questions as to why it was not able to prevent that from happening in the first place. And third would be this case highlights the relationship of the three car makers, Nissan, Renault, and Mitsubishi. Gon claims that he was ousted because others at Nissan believed that he was seeking deeper integration between the companies, especially Nissan and Renault. He denies this, though, in the April 9th video. And why? So you can say, why, why this happened? Why it happened? Because there, there was first a fear that the next step of the lines in terms of convergence and in terms moving toward the merger would in a certain way threaten some people or eventually threaten the autonomy of Nissan, which by the way has never been threatened for the last 19 years when the lines was created. And the fourth point would be the case sent shockwaves through international business community uh, in regards to Japan. Is Japan open for business? And also the case shone a spotlight on the legal system in the country, as well as people's vulnerability under it. He's been detained, he's been out on bail, and now he's back in the Tokyo Detention House, uh, possibly facing another lengthy spell in custody. Where does Carlos Ghosn go from here? Well, he was indicted in the latest charge on April 22nd. Uh, his defense team has already submitted a request for bail. Uh, it's up to the courts to decide uh, whether he will be released on bail and under what conditions, uh, which would probably be similar to those uh, he had before. If the court considers him a flight risk uh, or potentially willing to destroy evidence, uh, prosecutors will then be able to detain him for two more months. And in the meantime, his wife, Carol Gone, has embarked on this uh, press offensive, um, even asking U.S. President Donald Trump to get involved in this case. And when might Carlos Ghosn actually face trial? Well, his first trial day was originally expected uh, for some time in the fall, but that was before the fourth indictment. And so legal experts say it may be pushed back. And until then, or until he's granted bail, I guess... He remains in the Tokyo Detention House. Much as he did before. Satoshi, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. You can read all of Satoshi Sugiyama's reporting for the Japan Times at www.japantimes.co.jp. You've been listening to Deep Dive with me, Oscar Boyd. Thanks as always for tuning in. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please do share it with a friend or leave us a rating or a review. You can subscribe to Deep Dive and find more episodes on all major podcasting platforms, including iTunes, Spotify and Stitcher. Join us on Twitter and let us know your thoughts on the episode at Japan Deep Dive. Thanks for listening and for listening. Thanks. See you next time.